All right, welcome to another episode of Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas. Melanie is on assignment today. She's out saving the world. And uh, in, in her place, we're really excited. We have Amy Davis, who's a 500, it's RYT. Yes. Is it RYT yoga instructor? Is that the, or it's just RYT? You can just 500 RYT because RYT stands for Reg- Registered Yoga, yoga Teacher. Teacher, mm-hmm. yes. That's a certification. All right. Yes. And so uh, thank you for being with us today. This episode is brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. So let's get right into this. Okay. All right. Before we got on the air, mm-hmm. you said yoga is a lot more than just a bunch of poses. Right. Well, that's the one thing people say to me all the time is I've never done yoga. I don't like to do yoga. I don't like to stretch. Well, yoga is actually not just stretching. That's only one of the eight limbs. There's eight limbs of yoga. So eight different ways you can be practicing yoga. And that's why I was like, you've probably done yoga. You just don't know it. So Eight different ways to do yoga? Or, or there's eight different facets of yoga. Eight different facets. When you facets. say limbs, what do you mean by a limb? We call, we call it like the tree of yoga. And so there, okay. at the bottom limbs, there are these things called the yamas and niyamas, which are kind of very closely related to the Ten Commandments. So if you Ooh. follow the Ten Commandments, you're most likely also practicing yoga. You just don't know it. Really? Yeah. So I played professional football. Yes. It was a big part of my life. And there were cardinal rules. Like there were certain things that you did or you did not do. So maybe it's a little bit like that. Is that? A little. I'm, but... I'm curious about what, what these limbs are. What, like the, the real Ten Commandments, is that, is that what we're? Kind of, yeah, you can. Okay, so thou shalt related. not steal. Yeah, there's one. Uh, Steya, no stealing, non-stealing. So and now Wait, that's just, part of yoga. Yes, it is part of yoga. Well, how's that part of yoga? <laughs> it just is. That's the cool thing. But we don't. We go okay. into not just stealing from okay. stores. Hang on. Okay, keep going. But we also say don't steal other people's time. So be on time for things. Be considerate for things. Don't steal other people's praise. If somebody says uh, compliments you or something, don't say, "Oh my gosh, no, that's not true." That's don't discount the things that they say. So don't steal from people in that regard too. So yoga is like. Uh, a discipline it's a way of life it's uh it's it's yeah absolutely it's, not- it's a lifestyle and it's it's a very spiritual lifestyle and it can fit in with any religion any other lifestyle it just they, it just kind of encompasses it and makes it it's like whipped cream it makes everything better so if you're a practicing christian or a practicing buddhist or jew what would you be in yoga? Uh, practicing yogian? Yeah, you just be. You're just a yogi. We're you're just, just yogis. Yogi. Is yeah. that what you're a, a yogi? Yeah, I'm I like a yogi. Yogis. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Um, I stretched. Yes. In my career. Okay, so 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 stretching is part of it. Yeah, it's the third limb. It's the third limb. Yeah. Which is what? Asana. Asana. Mm-hmm. And that's why every yoga pose ends in the word. Asana or asana, so like shavasana, balasana. You're basically say, taking a seat in the name of that pose. So I had a movement and flexibility coach because I'm I'm fascinated by this whole process and that, that it's this way of life. I went to this this coach because to get greater um, movement, right? Mm-hmm. And and that way I could get into a position that was more powerful, right? And more centered and um, more balanced, and so I could be more efficient. Mm-hmm. What I found was I was I was having a religious experience from stretching. Yeah, I really was. Yeah, and and uh, and I would have 
um, as I like I would do it for like an hour and a half, and I would be drenched in sweat. And the hardest thing I ever did, it was so challenging and it was really painful. Is that odd? It shouldn't be painful. That's one thing we talk about. But in yoga, there's a, a concept called stirasuka, which is steady and ease. And that's how you want to practice yoga is in this steady, strong place, but with ease to it. So like the soft edge of a hard place. So it's it shouldn't be painful. So I would get injured. Doing yoga or doing stretches yes. or in football? No. Well, no. So <laughs> what would happen is I'd have old injuries. Uh-huh. So I could tell that my body had compensated for uh, an injury, like an ankle injury. Actually, everything got rooted down to my left ankle. By the time I got to the end of it, and so I had like a, a hamstring issue. I had a groin injury. I had knee issues, you know, back problems, my neck, all of these things. Yeah. And as I worked through them, and they went away and it was and and i was and i my my experience was like i had these demons in my body right and and i was just working out these demons to just just just, just release them and it was a fascinating experience it really was yeah and i and i got in tune very acutely like with my with my body yeah a, a lot of times we say your body speaks your mind in yoga so if you have an injury or something it kind of will tie back to your body somehow an incident that happened in your life and even the chakras have, have you heard of chakras <sighs> okay i haven't heard of chakras okay but we're going to talk about chakras uh in in just a few minutes okay when, but but i, I don't i don't want to quite get to to chakras just yet um, what I do want to get to it, well, right now is, so we, this whole pain idea, you, mm-hmm. you push to the edge of pain because I see people like I've watched yoga I, and I've never done it. I really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I guess what I know of it or what I've seen is that you just stretch, you, you go in the poses, right? Yeah. Is there, because when, when I, when I did my routines, it was like, we started from my core. So the exercises were to warm your core up yeah. and then and then kind of like stretch you moving outward. So if you thought like kind of your center your spine. Yeah. Most likely. And then yeah. you and then you just stretched yourself out from there. Right. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with alignment. Like you said, an injury in your ankle will move up to your knee if not corrected. And so that's a lot of the poses that we do, the postures that we do have alignment principles to them too so that your body's staying in line and we can help bodies that way okay so you have this down downward dog downward dog yeah okay so there's so it's not it's not just a bunch of we're gonna go in this classroom we're gonna have a bunch of random poses Mm -hmm. and so there's there's a process of actually um, there's a method to the madness I guess is what I'm getting there can be there's so many styles of yoga that there that you can also just sit like a kundalini class, sometimes you just sit or you do arm gestures or kriyas, and you don't even have to do downward facing dog. I've taught a class before never even doing a down dog, just to see if you can. And you could. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a break. Okay. But when we come back, we're going to talk about chakras. Because mm-hmm. I've heard this term. I don't know. I have no idea what it means. Awesome. But I also want to talk later about stress and how we can help alleviate our stress and meditation. Awesome. All right, we'll be back.
All right, welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, I'm here with uh, Amy Davis, who's a 500 RYT yoga, and I, I have to say yoga instructor. You I know can, it's all in that. there. I know it's the official <laughs> term. So she is all things yoga. Yes. And we um, are talking, well, I want to talk right now about chakras. You have chakras? Yeah. What is a chakra? What, what, why is that so important? They're energy systems within our body. So the East okay. says that it's kind of like an energy spiral circle in your body, and there's seven of them. And they start at the base of your body and go up your spine to your head. And at the last one is called your crown chakra. And it like Sanskrit, it's all in Sanskrit. Chakra is a sound, Sanskrit word. But here in like in the West, we say chakra. And um, we also, they, it can be matched up with actual nerve bundles within the body. Okay, so which one should I say? You can you can say it however you want. This is yoga. There's no rules. You can say it however you want. I love yoga. Isn't yoga oh, awesome? Oh my goodness, yoga's like, hey, yoga's like, we can just sit there if we really want to. You can. You can and just not sit. even do a darn downward dog, and right. we're doing yoga. Right. So if I steal, I'm not doing yoga, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't steal though. No, that goes against we don't steal. our rules. No. Okay. All right. No. I took a note of that. I'll remember that. <laughs> okay. So you have these energy systems, mm-hmm. and what? And so yoga does what with the, why are they so important? Well, the energy systems, uh, there's seven of them. So the root chakra, that, that's your grounding one that helps you ground. And then that we were talking about injuries before, and that's why I brought it up and your body speaks your mind. So if something has happened in your life where you're not feeling grounded, you're flighty or something like that, you could experience an injury within your root chakra system. So that would be the base of your body, your knees, your ankles. So I would assume being an NFL football player, having ankle knee injuries, you weren't you didn't have a place that you felt safe that you were established as home, I would guess. What? <laughs> Wait a second. This is really weird. What, what, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because I was injured in the NFL, what do you, what do you mean about I didn't feel... I, just, I would assume that you weren't feeling grounded. So a lot of university students, I work with a lot of university students and student athletes, they are not living in their home for the first time, like with their parents. Oh. And so they experience um, something where they don't feel grounded. They live in an apartment with roommates and it just doesn't feel like they aren't acclimated oh. to the situation. And so they'll get a lot of injuries in their knees and their ankles because their body is speaking their mind. And that goes with all seven chakras. So like me in particular, I was having a lot of um, injuries within my heart chakra area. I had uh, pneumonia, breast cancer, arm injuries, things like that. And at the time, I was going through a divorce. So my body was speaking my mind. So if I'm understanding this correct, what you're saying is that events happening in your life that maybe are out of balance with your center or where or, or wherever that may be can impact a, a chakra right yeah so where my injuries were related to ankles and knees mm-hmm. that was from the grounded um That's energy your source mm-hmm. your root chakra and and therefore i was having like not feeling home or not yeah. feeling grounded it can be like it's not a it's not a written a this stone. then, but yeah. it's just something to think about to be like maybe there's a th- something to this because because you like kind of just you blew me away and you don't even know why you've blown me away. Why did I blow you away? <laughs> Were you having issues feeling at home? Because um, yeah, wow. actually, and um, and it goes back quite some time. Yeah, and and it's like 
uh, like real recent, it I came to this realization um, that I had this pain that I was feeling, and it and I can tie it to an event. Wow! And it, it happened probably four months ago, not not the event, right. but the realization of this is what kind of has been um, limiting me or holding me back or possibly having these injuries. Um, and, and I, it was so powerful when I came to the realization that I had to pull off of the road. Wow. And, and, and so when you said this, that was the event that, that was what actually had, had happened. And so I'm like, wait a minute, how do you know, all, <laughs> how do you know my life here? Cause that, like not very many people know that. So I was kind yeah. of blown away by your, I have no idea your whole, your whole comment, but just, just in in my experience in educating and teaching this is something that i find happens often it's a, it's a wow this is this is crazy um so do you identify these the, the your chakra yeah well we know where the chakras are but the way we teach it is we chakra. give you am i saying it right you, yeah you can say like i said it's yoga you can say it however I you know, want but i like to say it the right way <laughs> i don't even think i say it the right way oh. but i usually say but we know chakra. what we're talking about yeah right? we know okay. what we're talking ah, about we're fine. but when i teach people about this we give them an actual map of their body and have them mark where they have an injury in the last three weeks and then we go back six weeks and we go back a year and four years and you'll see there's patterns to injuries you, a lot of your injuries are in the same area and that's just showing you that there's possibly an imbalance in that chakra whatever one it's related to how do you get balance then? If Meditation. You, if, you, if you've had these injuries and had all of these issues, how, so it's meditation. Meditation, self-study. So that, that experience that you had where the, it came to you, the, the, the incident that happened a long time ago mm -hmm. in your past. Way out of the blue, yeah. by the way. I was driving down the freeway, and all of a sudden it just like, it just like dumped on me. Yeah. And it was so powerful, so real, so like deep and emotional I couldn't continue to drive. I pulled off the side of the road in a parking lot and sat there and sobbed for well over a half an hour. Wow. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I think that's a part of the self-study is in learning about yourself, learning about your experiences, reflecting on those experiences, thinking of, uh, being, uh, being open enough to think about those experiences and let them come back into your life. That's a big part of balancing out your chakras as well. So it's the self-study. It's also analyzing um, kind of where your injuries are. Mm -hmm. And then there's a process of actually helping yourself to get back into balance. To balancing them. Yeah. I, want, I want to talk about that when we come back. But I, I, I just um, real briefly before we go to break again. So do you have like – so um, does some of this come out through – the process of well, I don't want to ask that question. I want to ask you this one. Okay. And and we, maybe we might not answer it fully. Um, as a percentage of overall health, yes. There's exercise, nutrition, and then this, because Melanie and I talk about hormones. We talk about our environment. All these different, you know, your mental, your spiritual. Um, how much? How important? Where can you rate this? on a level of its importance in our, our health. Is it important? Or, I think it's and, the first step. It's the first step. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to talk more about that when we come back. And I also want to talk about how we can meditate our chakras into balance. Awesome. <laughs>
so much to get to. Yes. Uh, fascinating information. Fascinating conversation. You uh, in the break, and Madison, my my producer, actually said. By the way, welcome back to Really Healthy. You said, "Hey, people cry in yoga, right? Like all the time. Yes. Like I'm almost ready to cry right now. Seriously, you guys. <laughs> it's like because I, I don't. I I'm not ready to go where. Anyways, but uh, why do people cry? Is this? I mean, it's not baseball because there's no crying in baseball, but, no crying but there is baseball. crying in yoga. There is. It's it's that self study piece, that part that brings up memories and things that happened to you or in your past, or behaviors that you have that you continue to do, expecting a different result and realizing I can't keep doing this and expect a different result. Yoga brings all of those things to the surface and allows you to study yourself and quiet your mind and actually listen to your thoughts through meditation, and so. And breakthroughs. When you have breakthroughs, like the breakthrough that you had, you said you sobbed. That was actually yoga. You were doing yoga then. I was, I, and I wasn't stealing too. So you I was doing. I, I was like multiple double, limbs of yoga, double yoga, in one, and and I wasn't driving bad either. I pulled off the side of the road, so I was, right. I was, I was not. I don't know if that's a non-commandment, but one of the ten. Yeah. You know, there were fifteen, but uh, Moses just said, "Nah, they can't handle these other five. We'll just stick with <laughs> They're ten. Too hard. Yeah, that's just too much." <laughs> That's that's for yoga. Okay, so I want to talk about this whole idea of meditation. Okay. And so how does it work? Like I, I'm I go in the gym. I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around if I went to a yoga class, what happens in the class? Because everyone can't be like at the same level. Right. And I you know, I guess I think of it as I'm really inflexible, so I would look at yoga as a way to improve my flexibility, but to me, it sounds like it's more about improving and getting rid of all of the demons. And Right. It's about becoming a better person. That's what yoga does. That's but, what yoga does. Yeah. You want to be a better person in the community, a better person in a healthy way, and a better person within your own mind. So when I, when I go to – it sounds like going to church. Yeah. Because when I go to church, I put on like a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. So you go to yoga, you don't do that, right? No. Nope. Okay. You can wear well, and Could and you wear a suit and tie or would that be awkward? You could. Like I said, there's no, no one rules. Does, no one does it. There's though, no rules. Well, no, I, I don't think I've seen that yet. So I, I guess I'm just curious. Walk me through a class. How do I me- – like is meditation part of uh, a, a typical yoga class or is it in addition to or is it something you do? Tell me about how – I want to know how to meditate. Okay. And get get myself centered. I would say, first off, like you don't even need to walk into a yoga class to meditate and to practice yoga. I think that's the most intimidating thing to people. It's like I have to put on special clothes to go and do this. Actually, meditation, most people are meditating. They don't even know it. If you're a runner or if you're a swimmer, if you ever get in deep thought and all of a sudden this time has passed and you don't realize what happened, that's meditating. If you've ever left in the morning and driven somewhere and ended up where you were supposed to go and don't remember the drive, you were meditating while you were doing that. It's just single-minded focus is all meditation is. So if you kind of think the way I like to describe meditation to people is if you're sitting on a curb or standing on a curb and there's all of these cars passing by and you watch these cars and these cars are actually your thoughts. You watch these cars pass by, you acknowledge the car and you let it pass You don't get in the car and go with that thought like, oh, I have to go to the grocery store and do all of these things or I have to pay all of these bills. You just let them pass and have a single-minded focus and calm your mind down. That's meditation. So you can do that in a yoga class. You can do that while you're sitting in the car waiting for your kids to come 
out of school. You can do that in the morning when you're getting before your daily routine. You can do meditation and yoga anywhere, anytime. I have a really good friend who teaches, he's a, a peak performance coach. And so very much a lot of this thoughts and, and how to manage your thoughts and how to stay in the moment and uh, is a big part of, of so I've, I, I, I'm very familiar with this. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is that the essence of it is to, is to always find or, or if you're not, not there to get yourself to, to be in the moment, is that the best way to? Yeah, exactly. To be present, to experience where you are right now. How does, how does your body feel? How does, how do things smell? How do things look? And to actually be 100% present. And then when you are present, you don't have all those other worries, all those other stresses in your life because you're just focused on right here, right now. I know there are times where I've ha- I've eaten food mm-hmm. where I was, I was not present in that moment. Right. A like, whole bag of chips all of a sudden gone. And I go, where did that, like, um, there, there was almost this. I, mechanism of trying to cope with the stress of your life by, mm-hmm. I guess, by not being, by not feeling the moment, not um, numbing. M- yes, yeah. numbing is, and, yeah. and, and through food because I don't. It's like it's the only vice I have. I, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't have, but I eat, mm-hmm. and and it's um, it's a challenging struggle for for me, and and I think that a lot of it at least i'm finding is is more related to um the emotional disconnect maybe of some of the events of my life right so i'm going to give you a hack a, a meditation food hack this is okay. one of the the things that we practice we call it a food meditation and so next time you're going to sit down and eat a meal you're going to sit down and you're going to meditate while you eat the meal so you are going to hold the food up to your face and smell it and feel it and see the colors and see the textures. And then you're going to just take one bite and see if you can taste all of the different flavors, all of the different ingredients that are in there. So this will do two things. This will slow down your eating. This will make you be aware of what you're eating. And then you'll most likely choose something really healthy to eat because you have to think about it. And then as you eat it and think about it, think about, trace it back. So if it's a turkey sandwich, where did the turkey come from? The farms, things, if there's lettuce on it, where did the lettuce come from? You bought it at the grocery store. Where did, who put it on the shelf? How did it get there from the truck? Where did it, and trace it all the way back to the dirt. Oh, that's a, that's a great suggestion. When I was on The Biggest Loser, I, I tapped into this to mm-hmm. some degree. And I, I'm, as you mentioned, I'm like, I don't eat that way now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just shove it in, you know, and just and be done with it. And there's almost this... Like you pack yourself full of like food until you just feel stuffed, almost uncomfortable. Right. And then, and then you go, and that's your association with food. When I, when I've done this before and I'm going to do this, I, and thank you for sharing that. I, I love that idea. Uh, I would just, the best way I could describe it was I wanted this whole variety of food and, and I would have literally like this um, symphony going off in my mouth of how wonderful and beautiful all the tastes and the texture and everything were. Okay, we have to go. Okay. I know this is killing me because I have so much more I want to, to get to. So thank you so much, yeah, Amy, thank you. for joining us. And uh, we have to have you back. we got to do more I of this. I would love to come back. Okay, cool. All right, thanks for uh, listening to Really Healthy. 
uh, for Scott and Melanie and Amy and Madison and anyone else out there. We hope you have a really healthy day.